Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season four, episode 323 in the 324 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in the week of November the 28th to December the 4th in Nahum, Habakkuk and Zephaniah. Um, again, apologies for yesterday. Um, was not able to get an episode out but what we'll do today is we'll go over the 10 minutes if needed to kind of make up for yesterday and we'll cover the the whole of Habakkuk which again uh, is is uh, three verses and um, Habakkuk is a is a fascinating um, section of our study I think because it gives an example of a prophet who questioned the Lord and when I say question the Lord it's not necessarily like Jonah where he completely rebelled against him but more so, the Lord gave him a, a vision, a, a declaration, and Habakkuk asks him questions about it. Uh, and I think this can be a great example for us uh, about something, about how we can speak and interact uh, with the Lord. Um, the Habakkuk Bible Dictionary entry describes Habakkuk as a, a prophet in Judah, and that the dates of his prophecies are uncertain, but possibly in the reign of Josiah or Jehoiakim, about 600 B.C., this places him um, before Zephaniah, actually, but uh, after Nahum. Uh, and, sorry, no, <laughs> it places him after both of them. Um, and so um, some say, say we should probably study Zephaniah first, but uh, I'm just going to go through in the order that they are in the, uh, the Old Testament. Uh, but what's interesting is that we don't know much else about him. Um, and what we do know is that in Habakkuk chapter 1, um, he's given a prophecy or a, a revelation from the Lord that uh, Jerusalem uh, or Judah is going to be um, punished by the Chaldeans. So we see that this is the start uh, in verses 1 to 4. In Habakkuk, um, he asks the Lord something. Uh, in verse 2, he says, O Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? even cry out unto thee of violence, and wilt thou wilt not save. Why dost thou shew me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance, for spoiling the violence? Uh, spoiling and violence are before me, and that and are that ra- and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore, if therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth, for the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. So he's starting his um starts his record, I guess, um, with a question and saying, where are you, Lord? And, you know, that has obviously got um, links with Doctrine and Covenants section 121, where Joseph Smith, um, you know, asks very similar questions. Wherefore art thou? Um, and, or where art thou? And the Lord responds. And uh, I don't think it's quite the, uh, the response that uh, Habakkuk uh, was looking for. Habakkuk's name, in, intriguingly, in Hebrew means a uh, wrestler. And this is very um, appropriate uh, for this prophet because as we see what happens next, um, he's going to wrestle with this question. He's going to ask the Lord further questions about it. And not, not prom- and I think there's a fine balance here. He's not going to counsel the Lord on what to do, but he's going to hear what the Lord's about to say. And he's going to question why it has to happen in this way. Um, so in verses 
5 to 11, the Lord responds and basically says, uh, in answer to his question of why is there no justice for the wicked um, and the righteous, why is there such violence against the righteous? The Lord's responding and saying that he's going to raise up the Chaldeans. In verse 6, For lo, I'll raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march forth that through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. So he is, the Lord's responding, basically, to say that um, more of it's going to happen and they're going to capture the city. Um, so this is probably the opposite of what Habakkuk wants to hear. Uh, and in verses 12 to 17, Habakkuk responds and he suggests that it's unjust that this should happen. When you think about it, um, the Lord is using the, the the more wicked city of Babylon to punish the the, the well the country of Babylon or city of Babylon uh, to public to punish um, Judah, which is not being righteous at the moment. You know, is also wicked, but not as wicked as Babylon. So why is that okay that the Chaldeans come and punish Judah? Um, in verse twelve, um, the Lord says, uh, Habakkuk says. Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord my God, mine holy one? We shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Um, and then um, in verse 16 and 17, Therefore they sacrifice unto their net, and burn incense unto their drag, because by them their portion is fat, and their meat plenteous. Shall they therefore empty their nets, and not spare continually to, share, to slay the nations? So he is worried, and understandably so, that this wicked um, nation of the Chaldeans um, are going to just encompass the world, that they seem so powerful and so um, mighty that if the Lord is going to allow them to go forth and to conquer and to subject uh, nations, will they not continue on and go forward and, and will not just be a problem for many other people? Um, he suggests that this is not, um, you know, what, um, not fair, basically, that they, um, that the wicked can be employed in this way to to accomplish the Lord's means. And this continues into Habakkuk chapter two, uh, where the Lord responds. Um, and in verses two to four, it says this, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that read of it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So um, I'm not so sure the Lord answers directly, you know, why he uses the wicked in such way, in such a way. Um, but what he does say is that Habakkuk needs to be patient, that um, there will be a response to this question that it will make sense and that all will be, will be made right, but it will it will take time and faith is required uh, during this process. Um, I think that um, well, that's one of the most difficult things in our lives, really, to be able to um, trust in the Lord, that the plan that he has for us. Um, but also not have all the answers right now. We won't. We will probably. We might not have all the answers for everything in this life. Um, but having the patience to be able to look for answers, to look for reasons, to look for um, 
suggestions on why certain things happen uh, is an important part of this life and one which we must all go through at times. Uh, and whilst it may be difficult, uh, the Lord will help us uh, through those things and strengthen us. Um, in chapter three, uh, Habakkuk then responds again. And, and after he's been told to have this faith um, and that the earth will be filled with the knowledge about God and that idols will have no power as it continues on through Habakkuk chapter two, um, that he then gives a prayer of gratitude. And I think that this is an, uh, an informative and instructive uh, response by Habakkuk here, uh, making it clear that it's okay to, and again, using the right phrasing here, not question the Lord, although Habakkuk, I guess, you know, can't you can't really give it any other word other than questioning the Lord, but seeking to find further truth and understanding about the Lord's doings, I think, is what we need to focus on here. Not questioning to say, well, you know, you're doing something wrong, Lord, but rather to say, I don't understand how you how this can happen, or I don't understand why why you're doing this this way. Help me to understand. Um and sometimes we may get an answer and that'd be wonderful. And sometimes we are told to be patient, um, but answered we will be. But again, we need to be patient. Sometimes we may not be answered straight away. But this response by the Lord leads to, to Habakkuk, um, you know, praising the Lord and uh, again, recognising and praising his goodness, uh, that he is good and that he will have faith in him. Now, of course, you know, this Habakkuk has had a journey from chapter one where he just didn't even know if the Lord was listening to him to the point where he trusts in not only uh, that he is being listened to, but also that he uh, that the Lord is going his, about his work in the way that he needs to. Uh, and in verses 17 and 18, it says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labour of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, I think here we need to understand it quite uh, just exactly what Habakkuk is saying. That he's saying that even if all the fruits of my labours bring nothing, and everything I try and everything that I do in this life just, just doesn't work and fails, if failure comes into every part of my life, I will rejoice in the Lord and joy in the God of my salvation. Because we have to remember that, you know, to have your fig trees not blossom, your vines not bear fruit, your olives fail, your fields have no yield, and your flocks be lost and cut off from the herd, the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, that is your entire livelihood. That's like saying to someone today, um, even if you lose your job, um, your money is all stolen and you're in huge financial debt. Uh, your transport is taken away from you. Um, and and I, I don't know if I just mentioned you lose your job, but basically all things in your life that you use and and your possessions are stolen out of your house, like that is kind of today's equivalent as what's being said here. Um, the food is taken from your cupboards. Like if everything is gone, Yet he will rejoice in the Lord. Um, so he's responding here to say what I was talking about in chapter one, where, you know, the Chaldeans are going to come, they're going to capture the Judah, they're going to ransack and pillage and plunder everything and take away people and slay many. 
Um, Habakkuk then responds, and, and at the start, he was questioning how this could be allowed to happen. And then he, he questioned how the Chaldeans were being used in such a way as the Lord described, because they were more wicked than, than the, Jude, the Judeans. Um, now he's saying, if it all gets taken away, I'm still going to praise and rejoice in the Lord. In verse 19, it says, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my singed instruments. Stringed instruments. Um, Habakkuk was in a place where he didn't understand the purposes of the Lord. And even now he doesn't fully understand them, but he has heard that the Lord has responded to him and that the Lord has asked him to have trust in him. Marion D. Hanks said this, quote, Like Capricorn of old, we may in our anguish feel that we could bear anything if we could only understand the divine purpose in what is happening. The ancient prophet learned that the righteous live by faith and that faith is not an easy solution to life's problems. Faith is confidence and trust in the character and purposes of the Lord. Our religion is not weight, it is wings. It can carry us through the dark times, the bitter cup. It will be with us in the fiery furnace and the deep pit. It will accompany us, accompany us to the hospital room and to the place of bereavement. It can guarantee us the presence of a captain on the rough voyage. It is, in short, not the path to easy disposition of problems, but the comforting assurance of the eternal light. By which, by which we may see, and the eternal warmth which we may feel. The Lord is good, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Close quote. Um, so it is not so much the questioning which is, you know, a problem. Questions are good um, as long as we seek them in the right way. And when I say the right way, I don't mean necessarily even just asking people that we trust or asking people that are of our church and have faith. Uh, in the Lord, but seeking them with the Spirit, or seeking answers with the uh, with the Spirit, um, being able to listen to all the sources, get the full picture, do so whilst continuing the good things that you do to build the Spirit within you, uh, and then once you either get the answer or are told to be patient, then praising in the Lord that He has heard you, uh, and that you trust in Him that one day these things will make sense and be right. Um, I think this is a really powerful example uh, of how we can deal with questions in the world today and many people have many questions in the world today so uh, i think habakkuk is a great uh, section to study so thanks for joining us uh, and please share the podcast please share your thoughts on what you've studied on the facebook group uh, and you can email session at gmail.com as well if you uh, want to share what you've studied there thank you so much for your time and until we meet again <laughs>